Hello and welcome to the First and Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We are the Broncos beat writers for the Denver Post, and we are on the eve of the final preseason game of the year. Hallelujah, Ryan. One last meaningless uh, four quarters that we have to endure. Well, against my better judgment, I decided to come back from Los Angeles. As we taped that podcast late Saturday night in room 604 of the LAX Airport Marriott, I said, I'd had enough. I'm fed up. I'm staying here. You were ready to call it quits. But uh, we were in the lobby at 545 Sunday morning for the trip back. But, yeah, I mean, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. It's going to be a long week to get to Monday, which is the first regular season practice. But uh, I think there's – Vic Fangio said on Tuesday that he still, there's a, he still says there's a good bit of roster spots open, definitely double digits. I think that's a little bit of hyperbole, but maybe not. So, uh, you know, I think there's definitely some jobs on the line Thursday night. Let's start with a little bit of hard news uh, in terms of what we learned at practice on Tuesday. From the top, what stood out is Jake Butt. Here's a guy who makes his return in the preseason, a triumphant return, catches a couple of passes, tells reporters afterwards, hey, I think I've turned a corner comes back to Broncos facility, is unable to go again. It sounds like there's more knee inflammation the way that Fangio puts it, but goes out and plays. He looks good. He comes back, and the swelling reoccurs. Not not a great sign for a guy who's recovering from a third ACL tear, Ryan. No, and, and it's just, you got to read the tea leaves on this one, and it just appears like it's IR. Um, you know, as Vic said on Tuesday before practice, you know, he did not work on Tuesday and said, hey, he's going to miss some time. Every time he feels it's good, he goes out and plays and practices. It flares up. That means your condition is chronic, okay? By all counts, there's no structural damage. It's just soreness and, you know, discomfort. And um, The Broncos' decision right now is they have Andy Janovich hurt, Joe Jones hurt, Todd Davis hurt, Theo Riddick hurt. If they are all on the 53, you're running out of spots for your inactives to fill the 46-man roster. So... You got to, I mean, I don't have a dog in this fight, but you don't like guys staying hurt. Uh, but, you know, time is running out for Jake Budden. It may be up. For sure, Ryan. And we will get later in the podcast guys who are on the bubble, guys who could be destined to IR, how that fits into some of the roster math. But first, let's talk about quarterbacks quickly because we're able to talk with both Brett Rippon, Kevin Hogan, the two guys who are still battling for that backup job heading into this Cardinals game with really neither of them establishing any sort of separation. That was kind of the word that Vic Fangio used. He wants to see separation, one of these guys to do something that proves, hey, I am the backup. Is it possible to see that in one preseason game? And do you think the Broncos already have a pretty good inkling of who this guy's going to be, even if Vic Fangio is not going to come out and, and say it specifically? Yeah, you got to think they're leaning toward Hogan because yeah. if it's a tie – do you pick the guy who's at least played in some regular season games, albeit not, not that many? I think Rippon would clear waivers. You put him on the practice squad. If you have Brett Rippon as your number two, and then you have a rookie who's one snap away that's not named Drew Locke, I think that's a big risk. You know, I agree that there's not a lot of separation between the two quarterbacks, which is not a compliment. Uh, this offense hasn't done a lot with the limited play call sheet. So I, I think the Broncos' best course right now is on Saturday at 2 o'clock, have Drew Locke on the roster, have Kevin Hogan on the roster. On Sunday, put Drew Locke on your IR. He's eligible to come back in eight weeks, eligible to practice in six weeks. Go with Hogan and Flacco for the first half of the season. Have Brett Rippon on the practice squad, develop him that way. Uh, I think that's their that should be their course right now. 
for sure, Ryan, and we'll be watching quarterback play, obviously, very closely in this game to see who can establish that. But looking across the roster, a lot of position groups. You mentioned at the top, Fangio saying 20, you know, not 20, but double, double digit, di- double digits guy, 20 being the very high end of that. Um of guys who are battling for a roster spot, Ryan. And so I suppose maybe we just look at this offense and defense. We'll start on offense of guys who are really kind of on that line right now. A few names that come to my mind, uh, Kalfani Muhammad, the running back who's had a couple explosive plays in the run game and figures to be an option in the return game, but hasn't really stood out a whole lot. In your mind, who are some other guys who are kind of fitting that list? Well, if Kalfani Muhammad's on the 53-man roster on Saturday, I'm bringing you Subway cookies for so a week. So he's way too far down yeah. to even being the discussion you think with, with the return down. issues as because well. if the only way muhammad makes is if you ir riddick you ir and you maybe cut booker so you're running out of spots there receivers place to look at right now you have four receivers locked in sanders sutton hamilton and patrick i think winfrey's a lock that's number five do they make room for a sixth guy if river craycraft for example can win the return job huge night for river coming up on thursday up front you got to think that uh Seven spots are locked in. The starters plus Wilkinson plus Schlotman because Austin can play inside and center. Wilkinson can play right guard and tackle. Okay, that leaves an eighth lineman. Is that Don Barkley who's only a guard? Um, you know, is it is it an extra tackle like uh, John Leglue or something like that that they feel like somebody may claim them on waivers? That's my take on offense. Uh, you know, how about you? What sticks out for uh, up front and at receiver? Yeah, at receiver too. Uh, you know, I maybe mentioned Muhammad initially because he fits in that return game role. Fangio asked today, "Well, hey, is that guy on the roster right now? Is he not on the roster?" Fangio sort of wishy-washy in his answer. Well, I'll, I'll interrupt for a second. I mean, I think from Vic's point of view, is you cannot just have a returner. Right. He has to be a core special teamer. He has to be able to to cover punts, cover kickoffs. So. I think Vic used that as an out, uh, but let's say River Craycraft is your, wins your punt return job. He's your fifth receiver, and Juwan Winfrey probably isn't active right. because you only dress five. Gotcha. Yeah, it's some tough math there for sure, Ryan. Let's uh, let's switch to defense quickly. And inside linebacker to me is obviously a position that we've tracked throughout to see who's going to kind of fill those depth spots with so many guys competing for those roles. Any separation yet? You weren't real high on Alexander Johnson, but he continues to get some first-team reps. So I don't know if Fangio's listening to the pod, but going against some of your logic, is he still a guy who's solidified there? Or, or do you think Josh Watson or, or some of these other inside linebackers have a viable shot to, to leapfrog him? Alexander Johnson started all four preseason games. What's going on? <laughs> so I AJ is on the team, and yeah. he may be your week one base defense starter if Todd Davis isn't ready. And Todd hasn't even practiced yet. So inside linebacker, okay, you got Davis. You got Josie Drool. Okay, there's two. You got Alexander Johnson. That's three. Then I throw the rest of the guys in there. Josh Watson, Keyshawn Barrera. Barrera. I can never pronounce his name. <laughs> KB. Um, I think Watson could be an option there. Um you know, Joe Dineen is going to probably be put on IR. So I think that's a spotted inside linebacker where they're definitely going to be looking to maybe add a body uh, on the waiver wire Sunday. But if you had to establish right now, I think Johnson is your third guy. Watson's your fourth. Keyshawn's your fifth. 
Um, with the release of Zach Kerr, defensive line becomes another position we'll be looking at for guys who maybe replace some of that production reserve interior defensive linemen. We're a little bit about Mike Purcell and Deshaun Williams, this guy Fangio mentioned by name, yeah. kind of uh, increasing their stock through preseason, each of those guys with one tackle for loss. So in terms of identifying why they've moved and why they've made those strides, we'll kind of wait and see if they make the roster and watch them in real games. But anyone inside that could be a surprise in terms well, of who makes this roster? Because, hey, I think we both expected Zach Kerr to, to be on the 53 entering all I this. mean, a week ago, Purcell and Williams would have been surprises. So now that's crystallized a little bit. I think those two guys are fighting for one spot, which would be your fifth O-lineman, which would be your back of nose tackle. Um, so there's a tough decision there. If they keep six defensive linemen, that is probably DeMarcus Walker's only shot to make the 53. So you basically have two guys for one spot inside and then one guy for maybe no spots on the outside. So, you know, the other part is on defense at safety. Where are they going here? They got Kareem Jackson. Okay, he's a starter. Justin Simmons starter. Will Parks can be your sub-package guy. Okay, there's your three. Who are the other two? Sue Cravens did not help himself the other night. He did not play well. Uh, you know, what? But he may make the team by default. Demonte Thomas, I thought he was a special team's got to make team. He's out with a knee injury. He didn't practice on Monday, so that may be another spot where they're you know poking around a little bit, see if there's somebody who could come in. So I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot more uncertainty on defense for the back of the roster than there is on offense. Just sort of a final thought on roster cut day, Ryan. Only one date now. I know it's been like this maybe for a second or a third season where they get to 53. Uh, but what's going to happen sort of in the aftermath of this? Kind of bring our, our listeners through because they're going to get down to that 53 number, but then there's going to be a lot of shaking and moving after that. Yeah, especially here this year. Um, you know, they do the one cut because starters don't play that last preseason game. I mean, you had, used to have a cut down to 75 after the third week. Well, then you had like 35 guys available for this last preseason game, so I think it is a health and safety thing. The, the Broncos dressed 59 guys against the Rams. Okay, the timetable. You'll start seeing some roster moves on Friday, 2 o'clock Mountain Time. They have to be down to 53. All the injured guys that they feel like can come back this year have to be on that initial 53. If they're put on IR before then, they're out for the year. Sunday at noon local time, waivers opens. Those, so those will start trickling out. And Broncos are in that probably second tier of getting their pick of players. So just because you're on the 53-man roster on Saturday night isn't a reason to celebrate just yet because there could be a, two sets of roster moves on Sunday. One, putting guys like Janovich or Jones or Riddick on, on the eligible-to-return IR, Drew Locke as well. You can have only two of those throughout the season. And also, do they add two or three guys on waivers? Like what, very, what could happen is the, the waiver claims – replace the IR guys. So I think that's, you know, and last thing on this and a rambling is people are saying on Twitter, well, they should claim six, seven guys. That doesn't really happen a lot because here's why. You have to retrain these guys in a matter of a week to get ready to a play game. That's an awful lot of stress on a coaching staff that's trying to get their starters ready and also uh, get some of their backups ready to play special teams. Now you got new guys coming in. So I'll put the number of maybe two or three. Last year, it was just Kevin Hogan. So I think they will be active with two or three guys, but I don't think it's going to be widespread. Well, Kevin Hogan told reporters today that he expects things to be opened up on offense. Maybe some deep completions. Maybe a touchdown, Ryan, if, if you can believe it. You know, we'll, we'll Katie, hold our breath. Katie, bar the door. <laughs> yeah. The phrase. Um, 
I mean, if I'm Rich Gangarello and you need to find who your number two is, maybe you do open the playbook up a little bit. He'll get these quarterbacks on the move, see who's most comfortable with some of the plays they'll need to run. So I could see that uh, definitely with Hogan and Rippon. Selfishly, I just want to have something more interesting to write about because admittedly these games are a bit of a snoozer. We shouldn't complain. we got cool jobs. It's awesome we get to cover this team. Yeah, they're uh, fine. But, but these yeah. games, you, you got to slog through them. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in to preseason podcasts. If you're listening, uh, you're certainly a diehard fan, and, and, and we could use uh, as many of those as we can get. Yeah, it's almost here. I mean, Monday, Labor Day, uh, you know, the first practice with the 53. By then, they'll have a 10-man practice squad sign. That usually happens late Sunday, early Monday. Uh, then it'll start to feel real because there's like 30-plus less guys on the practice field. And, you know, all of a sudden now – you're talking about week one, Monday night against the Raiders. It'll be here before we know it. On that note, I'll sign off for the first Norns podcast. I will say, Kalfani Muhammad, make that roster. Get me those cookies. I'm going to hold Ryan liable to that bet. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening in. Be sure to subscribe to the DenverPost.com. Get all of our digital content. You can also get the print product sent right to your door, the Sunday edition filled with coupons. A great deal. Uh, and we will see you guys next time.